Recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery, this is The Poetry Project. Sunny Lynn Thibodeau is the author of As Water Sounds, Bootstrap Press 2014 and Palm to Pine 2011, as well as the small books, 88 Haiku for Lorca, Against What Light, Room Service Calls, and Universal Fall Precautions. From Judas Press, Well Greased. She left New Orleans for San Francisco to attend the now defunct New College, New College of California. She lives in San Francisco yay, <laughs> with her daughter Lorca and husband Micah, with whom she co-edits Auguste Press and Louvre Gallery Editions. Sunny Lynn Thibodeau is a poet beloved by other poets. Whenever I encounter a poet like that, like Sunny Lynn, I ask myself, how does this happen? What is there in the work that creates a sensibility of fellow traveler? Plain speech is a false clue in the South of the United States. I'm not a Southerner, but my mother is. She's from Mississippi. When I think of a language of the South, I think to myself, how to keep something to oneself and all the while be speaking. This is from Sunny Lynn's The Silent Spaces of Utopia Parkway. Trembling at infinity, the task of a lonely cosmopolitan is an indulgence to keep in check. There's more at the front and at the back of these carefully tuned phrases, but without the punctuation, they pop out of silence with tremendous force and do not lead hypotactically to the cosmopolitan habit of explanation. They just are. A poem titled The Awkward Color of the Sky at Eclipse calibrates the observation, it wasn't dark out, finding in half-light the complaints of the fishes and the energies of the atom. If you ask a poet, what do you love about Sunderland Thibodeau's work? Maybe they will answer, I love the sense of its being in hand, a poetry of the notebook and of walking, a poetry that knows where it is and is looking up with its eyes and finds itself away from home. Please welcome her to the project. Thanks, Simone. That was lovely. It makes me feel like I need to read some New Orleans poems. Um, I wasn't really going to. Thank you all for coming out in the cold. I know this, from what I hear, this is better than it, what it was. So maybe it's just a great break. I was telling Nicole, I have never been in the snow. New Orleans doesn't snow. San Francisco doesn't either. So I was really excited just to see it on the ground and like put my feet in it and try to test, like, do you sink? Do you slip? What happens here? Um, all right, I'm going to start with a poem um, from Palm to Pine. This poem is for Duncan McNaughton who is a very dear friend and a very dear teacher. If I would have thought about it, I would have brought a book of his to start with, so we get this instead. It starts with a line from his work. How alone we are, the more of us we know. Overtoned with riddles of imperious images, I was looking for a conversation of sailors and veils at birth, as my father had, some say. Underneath the leaves you found the key 
filmed in patina dust. I paid $17.99 for the claret you refused to drink and told you of the collection I stole, silk and linen covered, all letter pressed. Your eyes sparkle, the color of whale skin, and talk of Congo Square and brass bands, so I repeat myself just to see it again. Everything in its right place. I feed you radio signals, and your response is cheers of a stadium crowd. Of course I will. All right. So this is As Water Sounds, which came out about nine months ago. And I am really blessed to have a Bruce Connor painting on the cover. And it is in someone's backyard, so they couldn't say it was Bruce Connor in the credits. We had to say it was by Anonymous with a link to then send you further to read and realize it's Bruce Connor. Um, but one of the things I love about it, outside of the fact that it's just Bruce Connor, it reminds me of the inner ear. And I lost hearing when I was pregnant in one ear. Um, and it's also because it's outside, it's being weathered and it's tearing and stuff. And it's much like our bodies. They just, they wear. Um, and so that stuff sort of, it just makes sense. I mean, I won't explain anymore. Our treasures aren't eaten by moth. This is someone else's advisory. No more hushed by gravity than in humid times. Clouds thick, choking the AM. There are no birds here. Not in this hour. Check them off our list. There are only compositions of puddles running out to larger, a longing silence. Not soon, nor suddenly, moment suspect, raised on an elbow, climbing up, he comes down. It's long since someone's dime stopped playing, where trumpets chorus, bullfrogs gossip in circles, among distant chiming voices, black drums thrusting on. The fish have eaten men, the sky has swallowed notes, an entire wilderness of freight and private intimacies, 12 heartbeats long. It would be things bloom there in the field, under stones, burnt sprigs of fallen pines. He's filled up upon. By day, stumbled red-eyed in the dust, the spark of sapphire isn't gone from the world. Behind us, it is morning. On Landscapes of Networks. Come night, what song was little come my way? The awaited dreamt whether or not we knew how or who. We stood elsewhere, shadows eroding till we were spotted and called out what we behold. The underness has no place, an old release, tired of being sounded, song we'd like to be, called back as light. The loneliest host, free from them all, holds the night gone, sitting on the highest throne. The debris of watchtower acquaintances find shelter on and off the circuit, communing without nature. No one knew what to expect. Everyone knew what was coming. Last time I was here uh, was three years ago, and my dear friend, Will Yakulik, was here. 
um, and he had a show that was coming like three days later and I didn't get to make it to the opening. And Will is now like outside of London somewhere. Um, he's a painter. And in that particular show, he was working in a different form and with some elements, stretching canvas, like after painting and the outside. And so in response to the work that I didn't get to see in the gallery, I wrote this the night of while back home in SF. Um, and so here we are. Let us try to convey the meaning of ambiguity eliminate the visually disruptive as if nothing matters and all else does not, interpreted conceptually. I have the tendency to talk about things most people won't, and so here we go. Luminance, geometry, color, miscellaneous setup. There are radionuclides in the water, Will. Can we replicate intensity, destruction as its own source material? The absurdity of death is what I admire most about you. This is not a narrative. Quit yawning. No one wants you to be comfortable, maybe salvaged, enriching, curiously basic, but not comfortable. It's the last place any artist wants to be, so settle down. The compulsion to return is only just revealing the leverage already within you. I'm going to read just one more point from this and then I'm going to jump into some new stuff. Necessary feedback, all recall. The device must accept any interference received. Check this out, Simone. This was a quote on the back of a baby Einstein toy. I don't know what it means. I have a little one. She's four now. And, and I found it on a lot of these toys. It says, this device must accept any interference received. I don't know what that means. Um, I found it going with the hearing lot. I was like, uh, okay. So I, I had to put in a point. Um, this device must accept any interference received, for I hang my voice so that my ear may repeat vibration after vibration, all strung together with the nerve of mourning. Haven't we fixed the heavens long enough with soundless openings, sometimes wayward, gray uncertainty? Press the red button when you hear a sound. Was that a sound? I'm stuck on a choke, a six-time hush. Remember the way we quenched, the way we unstrung, the way we ghost out? I cannot hear you, but your callings will not go unused. We are the thrashers of the undertow. Mistakes become identity, three miles out, matter of fact. I am, Judah printed um, a chapbook of Universal Fall Precautions, which is a serial poem in seven parts. It is, um, it's lots of fragments, and it's a sort of a brain drain from a time that mimicked a chapter of the book of Job. Uh, in, in my life, I, every health thing that could come up came up, hearing and cataract and biopsies and things. And so, no, it's not gory. It's just that uh, that's sort of the backstory of how we go into this. This is part three. Realism. Death is no answer, 
no answer to a blind old man whose bones have the movement of the sea. Alchemy of the word, phantom cries and city sirens put one on high alert, switching focus from internal to X, which emergency takes precedence? Find the wiry ones, let them go. Curious how the left hand hunts while the right tends to communication. What pressure, a nervous condition, some say. Small mysteries of heritage, hysteric and compulsive. If I die, when I die, I want my organs donated, not for profit, brimmed. Broken apostrophes cover my brow. Broken apostrophes are my brow. Totem, totem, a raven caws from his perch. Fifth story Victorian ornament, the finches feed excitedly today. Running bone dry, aggregate, squalor, zilch. The first year can be isolating. It is strangely overrun by what people put on you, no hesitation to speak an assumed rite of passage, as if somehow we are the same. We're not. Neptune's gate was my backyard. The asphalt is all buckled from intensive downpours. Do mind your footing when you tread here. Disarming gestures. Can you say your name? Stick out your tongue? Raise both arms? If it is predetermined that it lives in us, are we disqualified? I am too distracted to complete this exercise. How the blood flows, a dysfunction caught up in language. When do you tell your daughters? 10, 33, menstruation. When do you tell your sons? When they marry, blank wall, give him time. Dive, said the mother, we dive, said the four, so they dove and they burrowed in the reeds on the shore. We do not know our limits until we reach them. Today's lesson, oval. This medicine is a green-scored oval-shaped tablet imprinted with S902, innate and natural abilities. It is completely natural to walk away Annunciation, A. Prophetic approaches are always in retrospect. Divination, illusion, illusion. Dreams difficult to conjure once the position shifts. Posture, posterior, prospect. Are we ever certain what is intrinsic, intuitive, what we are given to, gifted for? When I said I see the scarf on the man and the moon, they laughed and still tell this story because it gives them pleasure and because I was a child with bad eyes and a wild imagination. I never tell them. I see it still to this day. I wonder how our generation has become so overdiagnosed, the advance of science or the advance of our advancements, prospectus, viscous, circus, egregious, Plurality, polarity. We will go off and test demonstrate our missiles up and over yonder. Just to say, don't you dare. Haven't we warped the molecules and consciousness enough all the same? Moon solid, thunderclap, accoutrements, hounded, plundered. 
We will use the dictionary to bridge the isms. We have our entire lives to carry on like this. Lumiere, monolithic, I'm coming down. Going to take 15 minutes to get comfortable. Plaster comes down and water stained poker chips. More in a position. More when the morning's white. This is not an emergency. The brain will adjust. What is dominant will remain so. Trust me. Take my lead. Featureless, spanless, fountainless, sightless. I will rush for the sun. The great hush is coming with still the taste of metal in my mouth. Garlic. If a man dreams of eating garlic, it signifies that he will discover hidden secrets and meet with some domestic problems. Yet to dream that one has garlic in his house is lucky, and he wonders, is this the best thing I've ever done or the worst? They call it self-discovery. They sell it as truth. Truth, we are told, lived at the bottom of a well. Thank you. So, Nicole Parafit is a pluridisciplinary artist. Her latest project, Bivalve, Vulvic Space, Vulvic Knowledge, was published by Stockport Flats. And you can find out more about her and her work at www.nicoleparafit.com. So, normally I would not quote another person in an introduction, but I'm doing that because this is Ann Waldman and because she's right. So... Nicole Parafit is a brilliant and most original performer. Her vocalizations, her songs, her gestures are provocative, both stunningly beautiful and powerfully unnerving at times. She is the chthonic, how, how do you say that word? Chthonic. Goddess, come to tempt you, scare you, transform you. She is in the poetic lineage of Greek tragedy, Cafe Voltaire antics of Dada and Surrealist play, but with a postmodern hip sensibility. I am transfixed when she's on stage. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's true, and I can't say anything better than Ann Waldman. Nicole Parafit is a wonder to behold. In a manifesto that opens her recent book, Bivalve, Vulvic Space, Vulvic Knowledge, which includes her own paintings, photographs, and recorded performances, she writes that vulvic knowledge, quote, favors expansive rather than extensive motions. That statement is provocative in that it provokes thinking about, first, the understanding of the hidden but impossible to ignore sex, and then proposes its movement or projection not as extension, which I read as explanation, but something that simply opens into the space of things, which is, you know, that's the highest kind of philosophy that I know, the way we explain how things move into the space of things. That which expands. Pluridisciplinary, Nicole names her various roving and multilingual art practices, which are global, but nonetheless come from a specific place, the Pyrenees, and also from the primeval vagina as in her excellent poem, The Pearl of the Caves. Things begin and they continue and continue and continue. To be a francophone female subject abroad is echo of translation, of orgasm, of singing, the self as an endless depth of mirrors, aspects that require changes of position or expansive motions. 
With great respect, I welcome her to the Poetry Project. Thank you. I should leave you with this and imagine something great because I don't know if I can match any of this beautiful. Anyway, we're going to try our best. stage lights here. <laughs> but they are. $7.99. Ah. It's okay. You see, they see enough of me because then I'm going to move. You okay? Well, thank you, uh, Simone and uh, Lori and Judah and Antonia and all the volunteers here, and um, every one of you for coming in this cold night. Uh, a quick uh, chart of the material I will go through, but this is not necessarily how in the order I will, it will be performed. There will be parts um, of an ongoing series that started in 2011 called RRM, Remember, Reflect, Mark, and several of these installments were in collaboration with Michael Bizio, and I think we have collaborated for about 10 years with Michael, and, um, and I'm going to say it in public, it was really crucial to my development to, uh, as an artist to meet Mark Bizio to expand the, the musical part and the daring part of it, so thank you, Michael. I'm thrilled he's here and he has a CD of his own. Um, the second part, there will also be part of a forthcoming book called U.S. Scopescape, a bilingual edition by French publisher Plainpage that will resonate with uh, Saniline. Uh, you'll see why. And then there will be a few pages from the red carnet in process. Sometimes you wonder what I do when I draw. Well, you'll be seeing some tonight. And um, uh, there is actually one of these carnets came out, uh, published last October from Red Fox Press, and I have some for sale. It's a limited edition. It's a really cute little book. Um, and overall, this is a continuation of the work presented in Bivalve, the Valdic Space, the Valdic Knowledge. As Simone mentioned, uh, there is 17 text, 17 visual, one recipe, and a recording with Michael Bizio in this book. We have some for sale, and they were was published by Stockport Black, by my great friend Lori Anderson Mosman, who is here tonight. And uh, it was a joy to work with her. And we've known each other since 1992. Uh, she's as old as, uh, our relationship as friends is as old as Miles, my son Miles. And, and she was also very, very crucial for my artistic development. Actually, there is a lot of people here that are very important to my work tonight. So, um, without further ado, the book is for sale at the back. We're going to start. Memories, or litanies via bonne maman or grandma's white scrubs. 
She wore them as a volunteer nurse during World War I, says my mother. Oh, ma pauvre mère. Oh, my poor mother, always says my father. She was mean to me, says my mother. I detested her, says my brother. Il ne faut pas que je m'attache à cette petite. I mustn't let myself grow close to this child, meaning me, she told my godmother. Marthe Michel, my paternal grandmother, died when I was three years old after spending years as a recluse in her room. Why? RPM, Carolee Schneeman's exhibition, PPOW, New York City, Monday, June 21st, 2013. Cast, vulva tongues informing my shadow. These revolutions are slow and interrupt me. Be intense, shunned, reimagine. Embracing, embracing, beamed, cold fires, unleashed elements, and warming, uncharted visions. Encinitas, California, October 2013. Revisiting Encinitas, California and measuring the past. How to measure such distances? How to count such measures, says P.J. In step with Pacific Ocean, memories ebb and flow. Tide pools of hardy organism cast a reflection. But what measure measures the past? Remains, newbies, anthoplora elegantissima. I, too, stretch and clone myself, wear a shrap 
Hucknell Shell Camouflage practice both sexual and asexual reproduction while temporarily attached to immersed objects. Polysipes polymerous. Our peduncle is plump, short, edible, attached to a rock, beaten by the waves, copying with flux and reflux, anemones, goose barnacles, pelagic witnesses, symbiotic walk on provisory bottom where onlookers mirror life and constant changes, a shared illusion with sardines and mackerel. The alternate rhythmic condition back and forth movement, decline and renewal, a mighty fear, a sounded fear, a good fear in a rare intertidal zone. Muscles prey on barnacle larvae. Doors, please. Danger stands, portal reach, wait for light. Watch your lean genius, multi-touch a voila, best again, make it double tap, what's? King's Garden, no U-turn, dotted eyes, global state, right on creek, sell on, no U-turn. Extra lease, tall, left, and prestige. Pass, cash, booth, only tech. Next left, Harden's wife. No U-turn for a price. Chop the wild, eat the wide, keep stone, green bone, yellow swift suspended here. Tracking pain, shoulder gain, duraplate, dial her main, guard, mon. Take 36th Street, Santi Malad, 42 apps to generate your quest. Challenge. Your transit saved by promo code. Purchased. Gone chance. Assaulting kiosks even easier with wireless intermon. Ten o four fourteen at the zinc bar. Richard Foreman reading. End of play, old man. A true story, a film, a transparent destiny. Coquettes from the past, same light, trying to attract. Always soft, soft, soft. Susie bang, soft bang. A careful passage for banal me, shaking. Invisible with my back to the sun, dripping and dissolving right question elsewhere, entering half and half behavior, studying my unpredictable mirror. Will you exist in my story and let you show the real bottom of your legs? I can't move. Can I touch? Blood shows. Always choose not to look into the mirror. Leaving things as they are is the most intense experience, no matter how empty. End of play.
Ronell Memorial Park and Carillon Tower, Morgan City, Louisiana, February 2012. The Memorial Park and the Campanile is the gift of Mrs. Claire Horatio Brunel, a member of one Louisiana's pioneer families, says the flyer at the park entrance. A gift, a gift from Claire. Claire meant well, aroused by musical bells. She conceived a smooth and elegant Carillon Tower, 106 feet above the ground on the shores of Lake Palourde. <clears throat> With the idea of perpetuating serenity, beauty, and abundance of the swamp, grateful Claire erected a nest for 61 bronze bells. Today, the focal point of the park, a place to retreat, to communion with God, not with herself. Lake Palourde, Lake Palourde, Clem Lake, my dear Claire, sophisticated superwoman, distancing and erecting yourself between sky and lake, ignorant of fearful Holocene sediments, you captivate, seduce, tame, and or suffocates within the confines of your perspectives. But the birds, but the birds, Claire, can you hear them? Can't you hear the voices of the Atchafalaya flooding your ears? No, no for you, these bell and tolls, for your ardent faith and your deep thinking that will never touch the bottom. Your metal shells do not bind but pad the hierarchical sonic clamor leading to synthetic devotion, celebration of perpetual erection, orthodox copulation, Nature belongs neither to artists nor to benefactresses, Claire. Look, look at the cypresses, genuflecting and breathing to and from themselves. They come, 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 caressed by the rootless, spiritual. Spanish moss. I too is epiphytic and brackish waters of soft and humid bayouk that scare you spawn me. Your polluting dispensation minimizes nature, breaks my clam and my ears clear, but I remain attentive. Auditory signals from background noises are essential to detect and avoid becoming prey.